New York City, April 30, 1789 One thing about the past, I will never get used to the smell. Even the outskirts of the city were filled with the stench of horse manure and urine. We entered the city from the north, an hour and a half's walk from our arrival point. It was just after dawn and blisters had already formed where my toes rubbed against the insides of my boots. A few wagons passed, but no one acknowledged us. Our clothing reflected the period well enough, but I couldn't shake the feeling of being out of place. Like maybe we were too clean, too pristine for the dirt and grime surrounding us. I kept waiting for someone to point and say, They don't belong here! But we remained anonymous and blended with the rest of the inhabitants of New York. The unpaved streets were rough, marked with dirt, rocks, and patches of mud created by the contents of chamber pots tossed from windows in the early morning. Mark led the way with a purposeful stride across the narrow stone sidewalks. I stopped and inspected one of the two-story buildings. Divergent shades of red and brown bricks formed the exterior. Situated on either side of a simple whitewashed door were two large glass windows. Not much of a deterrent to anyone motivated to get inside. Here I was with a first-hand perspective of the 18th century, and I'm focused on why there aren't bars over the pedestrian-level windows. 21st century cynicism, I guess. Mark tugged at my arm. Come on, John. Let's get moving. I started walking and turned my attention back to our task of locating Federal Hall, where we would later see President Washington. There'd be plenty of time to explore. I wanted to see the harbor. How weird would it be with no Statue of Liberty? It was already strange not seeing the sea of yellow taxis flowing through the city. No Empire State Building? No Times Square? No Central Park? No Grand Central Station? No hot dog vendors? No pizza? No fake Rolex watches? Instead, we faced narrow streets, tiny buildings, mud, and horseshit. Good God, it was everywhere. This wasn't just an early version of New York City. It was another world. If Mark wasn't so positive our location was correct, this place could easily be mistaken for any early American city. You can read about early American life, but until you experience it, you're not prepared. Well, not really. I would have to prepare my future clients for this sensation. And where were the American flags? I saw none displayed. The people seemed to be going about their business like it was an ordinary Thursday, not the inauguration of the first president of the United States. My stomach had that tight, nervous feeling it got when something was wrong. I thought there would have been more activity today, I said, passing the marker for Division Street. Everything I've read said church bells rang all morning in celebration. How come we don't hear anything? It's probably still too early, said Mark. It's not even seven yet. Something just feels off. It's natural, he assured me. I had the same anxiety my first time scouting. You'll see. Maybe he was right. At this hour, only a handful of wagons ambled amongst the sparse pedestrians. Still, this was New York, the city that never sleeps. Or would that name come later? I pulled my hand-drawn map of the city out of my pocket to see where we were. You're probably right. Here's Queen Street. We need to go this way. The streets deeper in the city were paved with brick cobblestones, not yet worn down from years of use, and we had room to walk side by side. 
More signs of life were visible as residents emerged from their homes and began mulling about. There was no morning chatter. People kept their heads down and their business to themselves. Definitely New York, I thought. My initial fear of discovery for being out of place was unfounded. No one even noticed our existence. As if on cue, a man hobbled towards us with a slight limp and his head down. Unwashed, straggly hair dangled from his battered tricorn hat. We parted to let him pass and he finally noticed us and looked up. He muttered something unintelligible and went on his way. The pungent smell of rye whiskey accompanied his wake. Mark shrugged and kept moving. The reassuring view of white sails from the docks alleviated some of my stress. At least those felt right and were supposed to be here. We followed Queen Street until we reached the corner where a brick post identified Wall Street. To the left, a clear view of the docks on the East River.